You're listening to episode 182 of the Tennis Files podcast on eight ways to level up your tennis fitness. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey Pete, I hear that you have a cool new opportunity for new talent to get featured on your YouTube channel, which has like 44,000 plus subscribers, which is ridiculous, uh, as well as on TennisCon. That's right. Well, Maribon, it's great to be with you. As you know, we both run our own summits. you got the Tennis Summit, which is amazing. I have Tennis Con. Uh, we feature the best coaches on the planet. But this year, we had some new talent. The Tennis Mentor was amazing. Marissa from Rip at Tennis is great. And I want to give more coaches who have an interest in learning how to start coaching online, because I think it's so important in today's environment, be able to get on my YouTube channel and to be able to get in the Tennis Con 5. They're going to have to earn it. And if they do a good job, I'll send them your way. Nice, nice. I would really appreciate that. New talent is always great for Tennis Summit. But um, a big question, obviously, I'm sure everybody's uh, really wants to get started with this. So how do they get started to take advantage of this opportunity? Yeah, well, they can actually go to a website, coachtennisonline.com, where I'm going to be showing them the ropes on how to learn how to run an online tennis business. Because I just think it's super important in today's environment that coaches are a little more protected than this going out there and, you know, being victims of bad weather. And, you know, this year showed us all how, how vulnerable we can be. And I think it's super important to get online. So that's the big reason why I'm also doing this. So they can go to coachtennisonline.com to sign up and we'll take it from there. Hey everybody, this is Mirabon Aranshad and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I have a solo episode for you on eight ways to level up your tennis fitness in 2021 and beyond. Uh, but first and foremost, I just want to wish you all uh, a happy new year. Again, I probably have wished you this once already, but never hurts to well wish someone uh, once again. And yeah, I hope that you're all doing well and that you are having a great start to the new year and are focused on your goals and just ways and processes to improve yourself. And uh, the beginning of the year is usually when a large portion of the population focuses their attention on fitness. You know, we all hear the old stories of people packing the, you know, the gyms or their home gyms in this case uh, for this year, unfortunately. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, no one's there. But, you know, it also happens to be the cold season for many of us uh, in the U.S. and other areas around the world. And so I thought that it would be uh, the perfect time to talk a little bit about how we can improve our fitness levels and our routines uh, because fitness can be the difference maker between outlasting your opponent or you know not being able to last the full match yourself or even losing because of injuries. So uh, on this episode, I've put together eight ways that you can level up your fitness uh, this year and beyond that. So I'll just jump straight into the tips. So 
The first way is to start small because one of the biggest reasons why we don't improve our fitness level is truly because we're not consistent. I mean, a lot of times it doesn't matter a ton as to you know the exact routine that you do. It matters more that you keep doing that routine. So it's not very helpful to exercise for like an hour and a half uh, for a couple of days in a week and then go three weeks uh, without exercising because you know mentally you just can't you bear the, uh, the the long amounts of time that you have planned to work out. So uh, the bi- I mean, the biggest excuse that people have is, oh, I just don't have enough time today or this week or whatever it is. So the solution is to schedule short sessions to build your consistency. So something like I will block out 15 minutes three times a week. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you don't have that time in a week, then there's a problem going on with your <laughs> prioritization and saying yes to too many things means saying no to things that you really want to do uh, most of the time. So, you know, you can block out that short period of time and then you can build from there. And there there was the story of, of somebody who hated to floss and then somebody told him, why don't you just floss one tooth, uh, just one tooth uh, a night. And then this person built the habit of, of doing that as silly as it sounds. And then gradually, of course, they would floss their entire mouth. So similarly, oftentimes you'll find yourself working out longer than the 15 minutes you prescribe, but it's really almost like a mind trick. You know, you're telling yourself that, hey, uh, you know, I'm just, I just need to work out for 15 minutes. And then it's almost illogical that you wouldn't be able to do that. So your mind will offer less resistance with this easier sounding task. And uh, so you'll have breached the hardest part of it all, which is starting something. And then you'll build that consistency and then you'll just keep building from there and, and, you know, increase the time most likely for at least from 15 minutes. I mean, you can get a great workout in even 15 minutes. You see some of these, and I'm not saying to do CrossFit, but, you know, they have some crazy difficult uh, workouts where it's like seven minutes or something like that. And they're really spent. So it really is all on how you uh, arrange your exercises and your routine, but start small is number one. If you have any problems with at all with consistency in your workouts, just start with like 15 minutes, three times a week, something like that, and just do it. And then building on that point it is number two. The second way to level up your fitness is to block time in your calendar. I've said this before with uh, practices and things like that, but uh, you know, one quote that I really like from management guru Peter Drucker, he once said, tell me what you value and I might believe you, but show me your calendar and your bank statement and I'll show you what you really value. So I really found that to be applicable to me because I recently spent, and you don't have to do this at all, so I'll have to step back and say you don't even need any equipment, but you know, I spent a fair amount of money on uh, building kind of a home gym, uh, not like a super fancy one, but, uh, you know, a, a bike and uh, adjustable dumbbells and a bench and then a stand for the said dumbbells. And I also uh, put in my calendar uh, five times a week for 45 minutes, uh, a workout uh, right after work. So um, that's, you know, that's right there where my bank statement and my calendar are showing others, if anyone looks at it, hopefully not the bank statement part, um, that I really value my fitness. And it's really important to me, not only my tennis fitness, but also my just my general health overall. So 
you know, the long story short is highly encourage you to block time in your calendar. I use Google Calendar. You can use a physical calendar, but you got to stick with it. And making your fitness workout at the same time on the same days really helps you develop that consistent routine so that it becomes automatic and you don't even have to think about it. And the goal here is to make your workout so that there is no decision at all as to whether or not you're going to work out. You just go and work out no matter what. So, you know, my example, as I kind of touched upon, is that I work out every evening right after work. So around like six o'clock or so. Uh, I, I don't work out on, uh, in the evenings on Wednesday and Sunday. Um, I actually also, as soon as I wake up and have a glass of water, I go and after putting on some clothes, I go and, uh, I go on the bike for like 20 minutes or so. Uh, I just find that really helps me. But anyways, the main example here, uh, even though those are both workouts, I guess, uh, is that I make my workout times consistent, blocked in my calendar. So when it hits six o'clock, I'm just getting up and walking to my home gym. There's no questions asked at all. I finish work and I go to the workout station. Alrighty then. So third way to level up your fitness is to add accountability. Accountability is one of the most powerful tools in our arsenal that we have to ensure that we stay consistent with our habits. And there's a very interesting concept that I learned about from author of the Four Tendencies book, Gretchen Rubin, and we'll link that book in the show notes, uh, which divides people's personalities into four tendencies. So you have the upholders, the questioners, the obligers, and the rebels. And I'm not going to go too much into each particular one. I mean, I would just say to get the book <laughs> if you're interested and to check out the link in the show notes there. But I found that I am an obliger, which means that I have no problem delivering on requests from others, yet I tend to procrastinate on my own projects and priorities. So just to put that into context, you know, if, if Bob is asking me for help on, uh, you know, watching uh, his, his forehand technique and, and to please let him know uh, ASAP, like I'm just immediately going to be looking at that video and then sending that person the uh, feedback. However, if myself, I've set uh, a time, you know, two o'clock to uh, do a YouTube video or, or to work out or whatever. I mean, with the workout nowadays, I have no problem. But, you know, my own priority, I actually always have these thoughts of like, oh, you know, how about tomorrow? Let's just do it tomorrow. So I've always had that procrastination issue, which is common with obligers for their own priorities. So the biggest thing that can help obligers like me, potentially these other categories, is accountability. So here are some ways to insert accountability. Um, one is to work out with a buddy, although this is harder during COVID. But then again, you can just use Zoom or FaceTime or something like that. Super easy in that respect. Tell your buddy, hey, uh, let's work out at 6 o'clock right after work. You down? I'm down. Okay. And then FaceTime, and then you know you can even see each other doing the exercises, which is pretty cool. Uh, second way is you can join a community online and update people on your progress. So you can just post on there and say, "Hey, my name's Bob, and uh, I want to stay consistent, so I'm going to update this uh, this page every day with my workouts." Hopefully, that's allowed with with them. Or you can go on like a forum. There's probably thousands of fitness forums, and you can do the same thing. And then people will be expecting that post from you. And uh, I found that some of those threads actually have gotten really 
not famous, but uh, you know, they get a lot of posts. So that could be really fun and a cool way to connect with people around the world. The third way is to set a challenge, like a 30-day workout challenge where you must post at, you know, whatever time it is every day with a picture of you working out. I know a lot of you are on the Instagram. Just kidding, it's Instagram. I just like to play around with with words. But you can do something like that where you post on your stories and you say, hey, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to post like a picture of me working out on Instagram or, you know, as a post or a story or a, um, what do you call those TikTok things these days? Reels on Instagram. Anyway, so that's another idea. Uh, fourth idea, I have six of these, uh, is to search for an accountability app on the Apple or Android app stores. Uh, I'm actually... I'm typing on my computer right now to to find one because I forgot all the names. But uh, let's see. What do we have? Yeah, there's one like Golify and what else? we got? Oh, Stick. Yeah, Stick is one that I've seen before. So yeah, you just search on your app store of choice for an accountability app. Um, you know, with everybody using their phones so much, this could be a great and easy thing to do for you. Uh, fifth way, Um, this is... Uh, you know, quasi-accountability, it's really actually um, more of a reward. Uh, it is a reward. So rewarding yourself with something that you really want if you exercise consistently for, let's say, you know, over a month or however you want to arrange it. So that way you're keeping yourself accountable in the sense that, you know, there's no way I'm going to get this uh, reward unless I follow through with what I do. And obviously you could just you know, nix the whole uh, working out part and then reward yourself, which is really lame and don't do that. But yeah, it would be fun to just tell yourself that if I accomplish this particular workout consistency for X period of time, I will give myself a watch or something like that. I, I like watches personally, automatic ones. Anyway, number six is for accountability uh, tactics or strategies is to write a check to donate to an organization that you hate and I recommend tennis vials. <laughs> Just kidding. I hope you don't hate me. Uh, but the check's fine. And if you miss a workout, then you have to mail that check in to that organization. And to make it even more hardcore and cheat proof is you can give that check uh, with instructions to somebody else to to make it even more real, you know. So that is one way, you know, maybe pick an organization you really hate. I'm not going <laughs> to name any for myself here. Uh, but that is a scary thing that I think is really going to push you to to keep working out consistently. So accountability, that's a big one. That's going to help so much, especially for obligers like me. Number four, uh, now we're getting a little more into like the actual fitness elements is include strength training. You know, speed and power are built upon strength. I remember... Dr. Mark Kovacs telling me this. Uh, so is strength training is really, really useful on a multitude of levels. Uh, resistance training is crucial for building your strength and your power. Strength training will prevent injuries. It doesn't even require any equipment. Obviously, it's great if you have it, but it doesn't require it. So bodyweight exercises are still, in, in most cases, going to give you a great workout. And here are a few examples of excellent strength exercises. Uh, squats, military squats, push-ups, lunges, one-legged squats, pull-ups. If you have a, a pull-up bar, and you can also buy those ones that you can put in between the uh, the door uh, hinges, or uh, I don't know, not the hinges, but you know, in between the door frame. 
so yeah, I mean, exercises like those are fantastic. Uh, I actually have a YouTube video that I put together on a simple leg strength workout routine with no equipment that I'll link in the show notes as well. So look out for that. But definitely you want to include strength training for sure in your fitness routine. And like I said before, it doesn't have to take too long. Just make it consistent. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Number five, includes speed and agility training. So of course, strength training is excellent, but we are moving on the court. So if you want to put that strength training and other training to good use, then you want to to train your movement and your speed. So the way to do that is to go on a tennis court or an open space and do a speed exercise routine. And I uh, recommend the following one, which actually will be on YouTube in uh, just a few days from when this podcast comes out. So what I did was I interviewed the Speed Guy Lee Taft uh, a few episodes ago, I think in episode 176, and he told me about this super simple yet effective speed workout routine, and it consists of broad jumps, you know, on both feet, and then on one foot, the left foot, and the right foot for a few reps. And then baseline sprints, uh, lateral volley quickness test where you're shuffling uh, from the outside of the uh, doubles alley to the uh, outside of the singles alley. Uh, and then hip turn sprints where you're facing the net from about nine feet from it. And then you turn to one side and sprint and then turn to the other side and sprint and do that for a few reps. And then the cone stack drill, which you can also do with tennis balls where you have three balls. Uh, about four yards apart from one standalone ball or cone, uh, and then you stack. If you have cones, you stack those. You sprint to the each ball uh, from those three balls, and then uh, you stack it on that one ball until you have four cones. I keep interchanging balls and cones, but it is a cone stack. You can't really stack the balls unless you are some sort of magician. Uh, that's going to be really tough, but try it. <laughs> Make a video, and let's see how you do there. But yeah, like I said, uh, to see the YouTube video of these exercises, which I, you know, they're already filmed, actually. I just have to uh, get them edited and put them online. Uh, just go to tennisfiles.com slash YouTube and subscribe to my channel and hit the notification bell icon, and then you will see that video. Very simple yet effective speed workout routine. So uh, definitely include speed and agility training for yourself in your fitness routines. Number six is to include stretching and mobility exercises. So I brought this up a few times, this idea uh, for, that I got uh, from Mike Boyle. Uh, he has said that your age is the percentage of your training that should focus on mobility. Very important. And it's very true. I mean, as we age, our mobility and flexibility decreases. So it's very important to, at the very least, do our best to maintain it. So, you know, with that rule, if you're 50 years old, uh, as I'm sure many of you are listening to this episode, uh, you want to spend 50% of your uh, training time actually working on your mobility. So big one there. It's very crucial to stretch after playing and training to stay flexible. Uh, I, a lot of people do not stretch 
after they play, and that's a big mistake. Oh, wow, I see a fox running around my yard. That's interesting. Wish I could take a picture. But anyway, I'll keep recording. Um, you know, your mobility uh, and flexibility allows you to get deeper into certain positions. Like one thing that I think of is seeing uh, the picture of uh, of Andy Roddick's uh, racket drop and his shoulder position, and it's just amazing how how deep it is. And that is achieved because he has, uh, you know, a great shoulder mobility there. And, uh, you know, with me, I used to have a lot of hip pain. But once I started really concentrating on doing mobility exercises and stretching properly and consistently, then that pain actually went away uh, along with doing uh, some, some strength exercises as well. And so I have a YouTube video on a simple stretch routine that I will link in the show notes as well. So number seven here. For the of the eight ways to level up your fitness is to get more sleep. This is so huge. Your quality of sleep and duration determines how recovered and ready you are for the day, uh, more so the quality. And when you hear people say that they can go on three hours of sleep a night, please do not believe this. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe it, it's possible for them, but I, you know, in my experience, only a very rare breed can do that. And honestly, who knows what long-term damage they're ultimately doing. So certainly elite athletes are not approaching sleep by just sleeping a few hours a night. Uh, I think a lot of us have heard that Federer has mentioned that he gets something like 10 to 11 hours of sleep a night. So that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, you know, to, to get that rest that you need to recover from these very difficult matches and training. And I actually bought an Aura Ring, O-U-R-A ring specifically to improve my sleep and try to understand what affects my sleep. And it's been fascinating. And some things that I've found have been pretty obvious, like the, you know, when I sleep and, you know, if I'm exposed to certain things, they will negatively affect my sleep. But it's really been fascinating to see that those results and to see my deep sleep, REM sleep, uh, light sleep and awake phases and those durations. And whenever I sleep late uh, or I'm exposed to blue screens from a phone or a computer or play a game late, uh, my sleep quality has always suffered significantly. I can see that because my heartbeat rate uh, numbers and my, uh, well, my heartbeat rate numbers are higher and then my heart rate variability is lower, which from what I've read, uh, generally you want that HRV to be uh, higher. Um, However, when I do things like relax and read before bed, have a nice warm uh, tea with no caffeine or warm water, apple cider vinegar and honey is a great trick to use. Uh, And when I sleep at a reasonable hour, uh, usually before 11, then my numbers are pretty solid. So for the past few months, I sleep for around seven and a half hours and I find that works really well unless I've really put my body through the paces with a, a particular training. Of course, sleep needs vary for everyone depending on your age, how active you are, and so forth. But I have truly, truly found that when I uh, have slept and uh, you know at a good hour and and have gotten a good amount of sleep and the quality is good, and I can tell that through uh, this aura ring and it tells me my readiness score and how well I've slept, those days are when I feel my best. I mean, you know, there could be like a tiny bit of placebo effect, but even before looking at my results in the morning, I I noticed the difference and that has resulted in me being able to push my body a lot more and just having way more energy. So uh, if you get more sleep, then you recover 
better from your workouts and you have more energy to put forth on the court or in the gym or wherever it is that you're training. So get more sleep for sure. And number eight, very important is to record your progress. Specifically for this episode, I'm talking about record your progress when you're working out, record the workouts, uh, use a notepad. I actually use a yellow notepad, the classic one, or you can use a smartphone. Uh, you can, I, w- I would recommend Google Sheets would be great for that. And also keep a stopwatch or a watch with you for timing purposes as well. You know, like when you're doing those speed workouts, you can time your, uh, you know, how long it takes when you do the sprints and so forth. So one uh, notable tidbit here is that Tim Ferriss, who is very well, oh, here's the fox again. Amazing. (laughs) All right. So uh, one thing with Tim Ferriss, who is a, you know, he's well known for uh, just lifestyle and productivity uh, has a great podcast. He keeps records of all of his workouts on yellow notepads. Uh, so you can see me being a copycat here. Uh, copy fox, copycat. Uh, so whenever he wanted to get his body in a certain kind of shape, he could just go back to whichever workout got him in that particular shape in the past. So for example, you know, maybe, I mean, what he did was, at a certain age, he said, oh, you know what? I, I want to gain a lot of muscle now. What part of my life did I have a lot of muscle? And then he'll look in in his notebooks, which he has tons of, obviously, uh, in writing down all his workouts. And he'll go back uh, to that period of time and then replicate that workout and then get the same results. So I thought that was really cool. And it's really important to record your repetitions, your sets, and weights used, of course, if you're not doing body weight only so that you can try and improve upon those numbers gradually instead of not being able to remember what exercises and weights you did the last workout and the reps and sets. Uh, You know, it's just in general, I mean, we see this proliferation of uh, the importance of recording things, you know, the stats on court and, uh, you know, other just numbers and like, you know, sprinters, obviously every hundredth of a second counts. So, it's similarly very important here to just record your progress, and it's also very gratifying when you see yourself uh, being able to go higher and higher. But if you don't record anything, then you don't, in a lot of cases, unless you have a great memory, a really great memory, then you are not going to remember everything. So those are the eight ways to level up your fitness in 2021 and beyond. I will, of course, recap them because I always appreciate the recaps myself when I am listening to podcasts. And so you can write these down. I actually recently uh, wrote down a 10-step recap for uh, for YouTube stuff. But anyways, here are the eight. Number one, start small. You know, make your uh, duration a small amount for each workout or at least schedule it that way so that it's a very easy barrier to entry. Number two, block time in your calendar and make the time of the workout and days consistent to build that uh, consistency and, and, you know, automatic transition to the workouts. Number three, add accountability. There's a multitude of ways from working out with a buddy to posting online to ensure that uh, you have to work out um, because somebody is expecting you to, somebody or many bodies, many people. <laughs> Number four is to include strength training because uh, it's the pillar of uh, speed and power. Uh, is strength training, so very important. And uh, again, you know, you can make it simple, but just make it consistent. And the same for tip number five, which is include speed and agility training. And, you know, these can be simple, even 15-minute workouts and 
be, you know, subscribe to the, my YouTube channel at tennisfiles.com slash subscribe or tennisfiles.com slash YouTube and then hit subscribe. The first one's easier uh, <laughs> so that you can see this uh, example of a very simple and effective uh, speed workout routine. Number six, include stretching and mobility exercises. Super important. You got to you got to keep working on this consistently so that you have a good range of motion and so that you prevent injuries and you are uh, you stay flexible and supple. Number 7 is to get more sleep because if you don't get a good quality and duration of sleep, then you will not have that energy you need and you will not be able to recover and you're going to feel worse, you know, in the day and that just ruins the day uh pretty much at least for me. Uh number 8 the last one is to record your progress, whether it be, you know, physically on a notepad or digitally on a smartphone or computer. It's very important to record your progress so that you know, you know, how you're doing and what you've been doing and so that you can, uh, you know, change around parameters with confidence. All righty then. Those are the eight. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate you listening and would really appreciate it as well if you find the podcast to be of value to you to subscribe and leave a review. And you can do that at tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts. That's the best place to leave a review. Um, but you know, any podcast app that you use, uh, feel free to leave a review on there. Also, we have the Tennis Summit, the fifth one, my gosh, coming up in April. Uh, April 19th is the tentative date, uh, although it's probably 95% that date. And last year we got uh, 13,700-something-odd people, which is incredible. Uh, So I have a lot of improvements in the works. You know me. I'm always trying to improve, and I have some really exciting ideas to improve upon it and to make it the best summit ever, so the fifth summit. Really excited, so I'm in the planning phases for that. And yeah, that's pretty much it for the updates for now. Uh, just trying to be more consistent on YouTube as well. You know, I do the weekly podcast, of course, and I uh, just want to keep making content for you all. So I'll leave you with a quote, as I often like to do at the end of this show. And this one is by Bruce Lee. Who doesn't know Bruce Lee? And Bruce said, be a practical dreamer backed by action. So I like that, especially the second part, which is you got to you gotta act, you know, like people dream constantly about what they want, but they don't do anything. So if you want that big serve, get out on that court and make it happen or, you know, in the gym or wherever it is, whatever it takes, make the, create that process and keep doing it and have that long-term vision and you will get there. All right. Well, Thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate all the support and amazing reviews. Uh, Actually, there was this really cool review. I want to give a shout out to, uh, I'm going to find it in a second. Might have to edit some of this out if we have too much much silence in here. Okay, so I uh, had a great review that came in, a five-star review from Jorge Lopez Diaz. Um, a few days ago, and I I laughed so hard because he the title that he put there is Mirbon Frankenstein Iranshad. That's great. That's great. And uh, I'll read it. Uh, for I really appreciate the view. He said, "What a great way to bring to life the best monster encyclopedia than to grab the best of the best in every aspect and putting it all together for everyone to nourish from." Great episode organization, great content, and great humor. Recently had a job promotion, congrats. 
which came with an hour of commute and I'm never going to dread it because it gives me the chance to enhance every aspect of my tennis career through just enjoying a great conversation with the greatest minds in the sport. Couldn't be more happy with this podcast. So Jorge, um, big shout out to you. I uh, really appreciate that. And actually, uh, Jorge messaged me on Instagram and we DM'd a bit. So I think he left me another message, which I have to get to. But yeah, I mean, just just really appreciate it. Really am thankful. You know, when I see reviews like this, uh, you know, it really pumps me up and keeps me going and gets me energized to create even more content the best that I can for you. So again, you know, tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts or the the app store, leave a review, would that'd be great. All right. Uh, that's it for this episode. And again, I hope that you stay uh, healthy, fit, and happy. And, uh, you know, keep looking up and trying to improve yourself in all aspects, not just tennis, but definitely tennis. Have a great one. And this is Mirabhan Aranchad from the Tennis Files Podcast. Signing out. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.